What's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of Bleacher Banter, presented by Bleacher Fan Sports. I'm your host, Jones. We're here with Sully this week. Tommy Buns on the week, has the week off. Uh, but we got a lot to discuss, a lot going on in the sports world and the NBA. Offseason starting to heat up. NBA Finals approaching. Uh, we got the, the sticky stuff situation in baseball. Um, a lot going on this week. But uh, let's hop right into the NBA playoff series. And... Uh, where do we – the Suns coming off a, a disappointing game five. Uh, you had a chance to close it out at home, kind of step on the throat while they were down, and they could not have looked worse. Uh, they just came out with no fire. Um, they, 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 I will say they battled back, but, you know, they, they were down so early and the, the crowd was out of it. Um, where did you – did you see that coming from the Suns? I mean, you know, a lot of people – No, I, I didn't see it coming, uh, although it's not – that completely unseen, you know, unforeseeable, I guess, because PG is, uh, he's been consistently getting over 20, 20, whatever the point total is. He just hasn't been terribly efficient, but he's so inconsistent shooting wise that doesn't surprise me that he went off. Um, you know, his last game was, you know, pretty, for the series he shot, he shot pretty poorly, um, other than one other game, I believe so. He's capable of being the best player on the floor, and he was the best player on the floor. But I did think that when they grabbed the lead, uh, the Suns took a one-point lead, and then right away, I forgot who it was, came back with a three-point play. It was probably Paul George in the third. You know, they, they cut into it in the third quarter, and they actually took the lead, their first lead of the game. So I thought, you know, this is where the crowd comes into it late third. They're going to make a run. But right away, they took it back. There was a three-point lead, and then they got it back up to, like, seven, eight points. Um, and the Clippers are just uh, – they've been the better team with closing quarters. The Suns really haven't – which is weird for, like, a, a team with, led by Chris Paul. But um, they're just – the Clippers are really closing quarters a lot better than them. Um, I mean, we yeah, so playoff P last night. We didn't get pandemic P. Playoff uh, it was P a, was, it last was a hell night, of a performance yes. in the second half of that game. 41, you know, 10, I mean, we didn't, 6, I we think. Didn't see yeah, we're 11 coming and 6, out like yeah. that. Um, but, you know, it, it's hard to it's hard to kind of insult Paul George when he's putting up performances like that. Um, if he can, if he was able to carry this team to a win in seven games, especially being down 3-1, I mean, that would, that would put him in some real rarefied air, I guess you could say, without doing it without Kawhi. You got to look at Paul George and and you got to give it to him, you know. He he's he wasn't like you said he wasn't fantastic in the first half, but he he ended the night with 41 a hell of a stat line. Um you got if he's able to come back and and bring this team to the finals after being down 3-1 and winning 2 out of 3 on the road. It's an impressive, you know, that's going to I don't want to say immortalize him, but it's going to you can't say pandemic P for three yeah, years. Yeah, we'll, I'll, I'll stop calling him pandemic. Yeah, I mean, there, there, there can be no but, hate for a, for a while, is what I'm saying. Like, yeah, this buys him years yeah. of of bad play. If he has two bad playoff performances in the next two years, you can't say, like, no, he, he can't do it in the playoffs. Like, he did it. I just, I just, I have no confidence that he's going to do it again because he just, he's not consistent. That's his, he, that's his problem. People were saying, like, I forgot who it was, but they were like, oh, like he's, I'm hearing he's better than Kawhi. I'm hearing all this crazy shit. Um, just like, oh, you can't talk about this. Well, he missed two free throws up. You know, he's an 87% free throw shooter, and they were, 
he was, you know, obviously if they make one, it's probably over. Makes two, it's fully over in game. That's four. what we were talking about last night. Um, you know, this this series is so close to being like, it, there's a world where the Clippers went to the NBA Finals last two. night. You know, with that win. Well, I don't know about what? that. The valley oop doesn't happen, and then Paul George hits those two free throws. That's two games. That's a two-game swing. That's four well, wins that was, for the Clippers. Wait, that was the same game. I thought. What do we? No, he didn't. He missed two in the in the. The, va- the, the game valley they, oop was the same. The game, game. they lost 84-80. He didn't. He miss free throws down the stretch too. The real low-scoring game. Game four, I believe. Yeah. He missed one. He missed one, but you know they were. They yeah he I think he missed one I think I'm pretty sure he missed one was that, that was yeah the I'm last trying game to remember I, I mean they you know obviously it's a four point game but they were no the Su- the Suns were the Suns were were leading that game and and uh, he missed one free throw down at the end but it wasn't it wasn't the difference okay but the 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 two he missed and and the valley if he made one on the valley game they would have been up three and then obviously they both that dunk it's so a desperation three if he makes both. So it it was really the one game. Um, the other game they were pretty much in control, and they were in control for the most of that game as well. Um, the value game, they were in control for most of that game, and then the the Clippers suddenly took the lead the last couple minutes, and then that's where Paul George kind of blew it. So I it could be three two Clippers easily yeah. here, which is a big difference because they're yeah. going back mm-hmm. home. But yeah, if he if he if he wins the next two. Um, then yeah, you got to get rid of pandemic. They, they, they really Um, need to, they need performance. They need continued consistent performances out of Reggie Jackson and Morris. Reggie Jackson's Reggie Jackson's going to get himself a bag this year. Been the best point guard in the, in the, in the, in the, uh, in the playoffs right now, other than Trey young. I mean, there's going to be, there's going to be a poverty franchise that needs a point guard. That's going to give Reggie Jackson like, like a Terry Rozier contract, you know, three years, 50, 50 to sixty yeah, I mean, five million. Good for good for good for him. I mean, Reggie Jackson. I don't think he's ever played this well. In Cameron his life. Payne too. Cameron Payne, same thing. He's playing unreal too. Yeah, Cameron Payne had a really good game too, but then he got hurt in game three, and he kind of hasn't been the same. But yeah, before that, Payne was playing the best basketball of his career. Yeah. I just don't. There, there really aren't that many teams. If you look around the league, there really aren't that many teams who need a point guard or who aren't in a position to get one. You know. Yeah, there's a lot of good point guards in the league. I mean, you look at guys like Dennis Schroeder, where he's been like a backup for a lot of his career. Um, there's a lot of depth at point guard. It's definitely like a guard. It's definitely the most talented position league. in the league right now. Yeah, I mean, Trey Young didn't make the All Star. Yeah. All-star team, you know, that's... I mean, honestly, know, like, who, who, doesn't, who doesn't need a point guard that, like, isn't in a position to draft one or, like, you know, sign one? I mean, the, the Knicks yeah. are one, but, like, they're not going to give... They're not going to give Reggie Jackson that money. Detroit's going to... Detroit is mm-hmm. going to draft one. Houston could draft one. They have John Wall. Yeah, the, the Knicks need one, but they also got a high level of play. Yeah, high level play to Derrick Rose. Emmanuel quickly. I mean, he probably is more of a combo guard. He's 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 like a a, a Lou Williams type guy. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, I wouldn't feel comfortable with him being right. my he's, starting. He point showed guard. some promise him. at point, but I wouldn't think about it long term. Orlando's got Cole Anthony. Oklahoma City has Shea. Um, I'm just going through the teams. Sacramento has uh, De'Aaron Fox. Tyrese Halliburton. Yeah, Tyrese Halliburton. Tyrese, I think he's more of a combo guard, too. 
and De- um, and De'Aaron Fox and De'Aaron Charlotte Fox. obviously rookie of the year. Uh, New Orleans, I guess you could say, but they have uh, what's his name, Nicole Nicole Alexander. Right now they have Lonzo. They have him and they have Keir yeah. Lewis, two young yep. guys I like. So they have um, they have a couple. San Antonio, interesting spot. They but they have Dejounte Murray. Yeah. Well, they have Dejounte, DeJounte Murray. Murray. He's good. Um, Indiana. Who do they have? They Malcolm Brogdon. They pay a shit ton of money. Who do they have? Yeah, Brogdon. They, they pay a shit ton of money. They yeah. have Aaron Holiday, who's been a solid backup. Brogdon put up like nine nine assists a game this year too. I mean, he he had a really good year. I mean, he's not worth the yeah. contract, but he had a really uh, good Washington year. could be a team in in the market, but I feel like you know, like are they really gonna pay the bag to Reggie Jackson when you know he's? I I just. Well, they got Russ. Yeah, assuming yeah. They, this is assuming me. Yeah, assuming that Russ. Washington goes through a rebuild and they're not going to sign on a Reggie Jackson going through a rebuild. I just, I just, you know. And then you go, then you get into the the playoff teams with everyone's got a good point guard. You know, I don't know where the, I just don't see where the the need is in the entire league for a free agent point guard right now that's not an all star caliber player. You know. Yeah. Um, Someone will sign him that like thinks they can win, but for now, sure. But I mean, and, and there there could be a couple all star caliber point guards on the market that we'll get to in a little bit. Uh, but first, let's go let's go over to the uh, East uh, Hawks Bucks. Uh, we don't know at the time of recording if um, Trey Young will be playing in Game Four. It's Game Four or Five for them. Four, right? Game Game Four. Game Four. Um, it is Game Four. Yeah. So I mean. He looked pretty bad after coming back from the injury in the second, the later part of the of game three. Um, and Atlanta's a team. I mean, they love him or hate him. They Trey Young. They they're you could argue they're not even a playoff team without Trey Young. Um, so yeah, they have a very they have a talented roster, but they really don't have you know they have Lou Williams who's on his last legs. But other than that, they don't really have much going on there. Herder can handle the ball, but he's not a point guard. Yeah. He's not like a, you know, and they way traded different, their so. point guard. Um, yeah, I think even if the, even if Trey Young plays, I, I have trouble thinking this actually helps them that much. Sure, his offense will help him, but like defensively he's going to be such a liability if he's playing. So, but he with the injury, he wasn't doing anything I'm offensively. He, he, he had like one or he had one three I think in the second well, he made a couple. I think he made like I think he had like five points in like the yeah, fourth. I mean, I mean, not that you know um, they need him to have twenty five. You know they're not. He's got to. He's got to put up. He's been so unreal this this playoffs, and you know obviously they they took care of the Knicks in short order, but two of those wins were really close games, and the they went seven with the Sixers. You know, so and this is all while Trey Young is dominating. You know he's putting up numbers every night. So if he's not doing that. You know, he, if he's not having an unreal moment. Yeah, game two, I mean, they lost by whatever it was. They lost by a zillion. They lost by like 30-something game two when Trey Young only had 16 and shot yeah. awfully from the floor. I mean, so. that's what Milwaukee will do to you. Milwaukee's a good defense, you know. And, yeah. And Drew Holiday has been making it tough. Obviously, he's lit up Drew Holiday in game one. Um, but, you know, Drew Milwaukee's a great defensive team. They play good team defense. And uh, they have good rim protectors. And arguably the best perimeter defensive point guard in the NBA and Drew Holiday. So they're, they they have the recipe to cause yeah. havoc for, for a team like the Hawks, and I think we've seen that they've done it. I'm expecting a big win, like a 15-20 point win, regardless if Trey plays. I think offensively he'll help if he plays, but defensively I just can't 
defensively, I can't I can't imagine him being anything with getting back on the floor and he was grimacing a lot. I mean, a bone it's a it's a weird weird bone bruise in the foot. I really haven't heard that too often. Usually, I think of a bone bruise as in the knee, but yeah, of like course. from NFL like players and stuff. What I hear, I don't really. Yeah, usually we thought it was like you know a high ankle or a low ankle something with the ankle, like a bone bruise on the foot. You know, it's it's kind of. Actually, Trent Grisham on the Padres, he had a bone bruise on his foot now that I think about it this year. But you don't hear about it no. too often. Um, but I think this game will say, we know we know the kind of, we know like Atlanta scrappy and stuff. Uh, but I think it'll say a lot about Milwaukee, what type of team comes out tonight. Because they, they can really, if they want to win this game. they need to put themselves like, in position to close it out in, they can, in five like, in Milwaukee. Yeah, like if they can, they they have, they can put the neck on the throat, um, the hand on the throat, neck on the throat, the hand on the throat right now, um, and if they have that mentality, but if they're like, oh, Trey's out, we can keep it close, but like if they first quarter, if they really, you know, if they're up like ten, twelve in the first, like it's good night, Atlanta, like they're they're gonna they're gonna beat the piss out of them. So, and I think I think you're gonna see that because they they've really embodied this game by game mentality. I mean, being down three. You know, blowing that lead to the Nets. Um, game five. You know, they're up 16, and then KD goes off you down. Then they're down 3-2. You, uh, you figure same old Bucks. But then, you know, when it, they went at home, you say, okay, you should win at home. Then they go back to that, that last game, and obviously yeah, it's, they win a classic, you know, an you know, in, in, in classic game. Uh, you know, it's just Those dramatic. Are the that yeah, they dramatic. wouldn't have won two years ago. Crazy ending. Or even last year, you know. Yeah, no, they wouldn't have at all. That I mean, that showed a lot of character. I mean, at this point, I don't think it's any question that they're going to come out of this. But um, if they win this game, the series is presumably over. Um, and I think, you know, I think they're really going to have the mentality. And I think Middleton, Middleton's getting press. Middleton never Kenneth gets press. He's a top um, five player in the NBA that's now. my boy. And there's a lot of... To have one good game and... Kendrick Perkins is the best player. I said, has one game. He's a what? Kendrick Perkins is the best player in the NBA. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, now I'm a fan of Middleton. I've always been. He's a he's a good defender. He can pass. He can rebound. He does a little bit of everything. He's a 40, 50, 90 guy. So I'm a fan of him. Um, not many people are really fans of him, I feel like, because of, like, he's yeah, he's like the least sexy shooting guard. Um, but, yeah, but, but. Like now, people are saying there's a trend that he's the Batman and Giannis is the uh, Robin. I no, no, no. Giannis won one MVP. He almost won two other MVPs. He won two. He won back. Giannis, to back. I don't care if he can't shoot well. If he can't shoot yeah. well. Oh, he did win back to back. Oh, yeah. you're right. You're right. He did. So he, he could have won three then. So he Giannis is the better rebounder. He's the better passer. He's the better defender. He scores more points per game and in a more in a different fashion, but he's still efficient how he does it. Just not at the free throw line. And Middleton's very efficient in his own right. But it's just like like Middleton had 15 points the first two games. Like like Middleton is another guy. He doesn't always bring it. Like I heard, I heard Greeny say, like if if Middleton's playing like that, they're the best team in the league, and they're nearly impossible to beat, which I completely agree on. And at the end of the games, Middleton's my guy. I don't want Giannis with the ball. I want I want I want either. I want Drew Holiday or Connaughton or whoever yeah. it is. Uh, someone I want Giannis Missing running to the rim. Missing Dimensions is, is big like for them in, in those probably moments. Probably not likely. He's such a good shooter, great off screens. Yeah, um, Dante normally yeah, he, he's he's out for the playoffs. Right 
But um, but I want Middleton getting the ball. The ball, the play set up for Middleton. Well, like he's set, a guy that can create his own shot off the dribble um, for in multiple ways. You know, it's not Giannis has really got. Yeah. But I, I'm I'm saying like if it's like a couple seconds and like if he doesn't have time, just like rise up and shoot. He's six seven. He's got the height. He can rise up and get a shot over anyone. Like, you know, and he yeah obviously he can get a little you know he can create a shot with a couple dribbles if you have time. Like that's who you want at the end of the game. And it's weird because mo- usually it's your best player you have the ball at the end of the game. Like, and so that is, that is well, that's always been the knock them. on Giannis, and that's what like, those you know, people are, are using as as fuel to their fire. In that argument is that Giannis isn't taking the last shot yeah. always, you know. And that's and that's fine as long as it's winning basketball. As long as if Middleton's getting a good look, and you know he's not going to make all of them, but if he's getting a good look at the end of the game. Um, you know, he's a good shooter. So like, it's, these are also, Perk's also well, the same guy. The window. I mean, he's got to practice. Perk, that in the Perk's also, Perk says this about Giannis that. and he's also the same guy that defends LeBron who passes out of a, you know, a, a, a game winning shot to a, a guy that's wide open. You know what I mean? Like the, it, he, he, there's no logic in behind the argument. It's very hypocritical based on his other opinions. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are like that who, yeah, there's, who there's, share that opinion about Giannis are the ones saying that LeBron makes a smart basketball play by not taking the last shot. You know, it's just yeah, yeah. And and Middleton's been middle. Giannis has pretty much brought it a lot of his playoff career. He's done pretty well. Uh, and like Middleton has struggled in past playoffs. I know. I know he's he's had some bad games. He's had some bad games in this playoff. But when he brings it, and when Giannis is doing the dirty work, and you know, like Giannis played great in that game, like. Giannis was, he was posting up, he was getting the ball, he was attacking, he no, was doing who, the spin cycle. Who cares he if he's got, I'm he saying, who cares if he's, got, if he's got 35 what? and doesn't take the last shot? Who gives a fuck, you know? Yeah, that's what he had, that's what he had last game. He had like 35, I think, and he was efficient doing it. It was just the, the line, you know, issues, but he's bad at the line, but he's not Yeah, Simmons I mean, bad. it's, it's, yeah, I, I never understood the argument, um, Neither, neither are good, but like you don't have to take Giannis off the line because he can't make him. Like, yeah, like Simmons, like in the playoffs, literally couldn't make him. Like Giannis has been like fifty, which isn't good, but like he at least he looks more confident to me. Like he can he can swish them and go down. I, I think it's just, like, kind of funny the Giannis um, free throw thing, like the counting at the line. I wonder, like it, it's a violation, you know? They're counting to 12, 11, 12, 13 every time. Maybe they're counting a little faster. Well, they're but, counting I mean, a little faster. They're, to they're suggest faster. that he's not going over the limit at all on any of these is is kind of funny. I mean, it, he is like he objectively. I think it's I think it's very very close because they're going like one two three four five. That's I think what I'm he's saying. Right like at one, who's going to at some point say like it? or ask like. Are you guys going to call this? You know, like what? Are, are, he are has it? been called on that before, though. I know. But I'm just wondering if the refs before. are ever going to call. It I, I don't year. think it should be called. Um, like, who gives a fuck? I don't think any player in the game would be like, yeah, you need to call it. As long yeah, as it's, the I rule would say is 10. If it's over 15 seconds, so, I'm probably calling it. Yeah, I know. But I'm just saying, like, within reason. So, like, if it's over yeah. 15, like, 20, like, yeah, like, you got to. But. Uh, and I heard I heard this somewhere, but like they said, the difference between Giannis and Simmons is difference with Giannis is Giannis can do an air ball, he can throw up bricks, and he keeps attacking and he keeps attacking. And he's not deterred. 
Simmons has struggles at the line, and he is a ghost. He's not shooting dunks. He's not he's, he's not making layups or dunks. He's not even going for them. Like, Giannis has the supreme confidence that where, like, doesn't yeah. matter what he does on the line, the rest of his game's not affected. And Sim- Simmons, like, that's where, like, they have some similarities in their game. Giannis Obviously, Giannis is a little bigger shots. and stronger I mean, and, you know, he better He takes finisher. jump shots. Simmons doesn't even take them. But... He takes them, yeah. He he, he does, and he so not always. He should take them. He shouldn't always take them. Like I, I think like like Barkley says often, like he's like, I want him taking no threes. I want him driving. Like yeah, I don't want I don't want Giannis taking any threes either. He made he he like in the first game in the last game I should say game four he uh, he airballed yeah. one and then he came back like five. I think, what was later he, I think he was two for five last like, game. This guy beyond the three or two for four something like that. I know he hit. I can't remember if it was last game, but. I didn't. I didn't think he he took that many. I didn't think he took that many. He hasn't been shooting him as a at a terrible clip, but like, it's just like whenever he does take a three, the I know. the defense. Like, to be honest, like, if he can just get it, if he can just shoot like, like 33, 34 percent, with... like, you know, he at a low, you know, not taking a lot, you know, if he takes three, four, five a game. Yeah, I know, but but he's not getting respect either way, though. They're not. That's the thing is like he like for the year I don't know if he was like a little under thirty like he's made some in this series I'm looking up what he's been in the series but like they're not guarding him out there either way though because they know they'll they'll live and die with the three even if he's shooting three three percent rather than them get up in his can you imagine if they had to play him tight yeah, how good yeah, he would be that's... he'd be the best basketball player of all time if they had to play him tight man to man he would yeah, literally he would get be, a dunk he'd on be every. Unreal. possessions. That's where it's like Giannis has the potential to be one of the, if not the greatest players of all time, if he had a consistent outside shot. But he works so hard, apparently. That's the thing. That's the difference. You you, you can see he doesn't give a fuck. Giannis is notorious for his work ethic, and Ben Simmons is the opposite. You know? There's there's players in the league that don't even know Giannis or play with him and yeah. will tell you or not know him but they, you know they never played with him that'll tell you he's the hardest worker in the league you know he's he's in the gym twenty four seven um and you know everyone in the Bucks says that too so you you at least have to respect that and let's not act like there isn't clear improvements in Giannis's jump shots and over the last couple of years you know he's he's definitely improved um he's obviously not it's not a, a lethal part of his game yet and it probably never will be. But if he can become competent or, you know, average, yeah. you know, that's it's in, he's really dangerous. Well, and it's it's at the free throw line too, where like where he really can make a like because I know a couple of years ago he shot like seventy something percent. He like it's pretty good, and then this year he's back in the sixties because he's getting fouled a lot time and after time, and it's good. It's definitely good, even if yeah. he's not making them, because it gets him in foul trouble. You know, and and things like gets them in the bonus for the other guys, but so far that was his first three made. He's he's he was zero for two the first game, then the second game he had the audacity to take three more zero for three, and then last game he was one for two. So, and eight. then in the in the in the net series, one game he shot eight, and he went one for eight, and then like there was a one for five, a two for four, a two for six, an zero for three, a two for five. There's only been one, there's only been one playoff game. This in, he has one for seven against the Heat. There's only been one playoff game this entire series. This entire in the playoff series or in the game, where he didn't attempt a three-point shot, which is just it, it's just crazy to me. And that game he went 12, 12 of twenty. They won by 
Obviously, they won by like 15 points. He had 30 and 17. So, I mean, if you, I, I'd have the mentality, all right. Yeah. Take one. If you make that, you're playing with house money. You could take another. You could take one or two more. But like, like if you're throwing yeah, up yeah, an air ball fair. on the first three pointer, you're not shooting another three pointer. Like, like, and and he and he and he was cash. Like, that's where like he thinks he can make it. Like he truly believes. People talk about how it's the game's ninety percent mental at this level. People talk about how it's all about confidence. It definitely and like it definitely is. That's where it's like. Giannis can look so bad and then come back and drain a three. Come back and make two free throws in a war. Not even touch the rim. Like, so that's why, like he says, the 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 countdown. I heard doesn't really someone get to him. thought it was actually it starting really to help him because it was like a, almost like I, a, I a, a rhythm counter for him. No, I saw. Uh, I I think it, it was someone on that's what inside he said, or? TNT. It was either Kenny or or I heard that it was too. Kenny Shack yeah, or Chuck said it. Yeah. I don't as yeah. much buy into that because, like, then he'd be shooting better than 50%. But, um, but like, I think it has a pretty neutral effect on him. But, like, I don't know about you. If it's it was me, I would, that I'd be a disaster. If they were – if 20,000 fans – if I, mean, I like, airballed one 20,000 fans are just, like, Think counting, about anyone doing anything like, in front of 20,000 people. And like, like, if you're going to glass of like, water you with 20,000 people watching you, you'd be like, uh, fuck. This is the – am I doing it right? Am I – <laughs> yeah, that's where, that's where when I talk about the free throws and how the N- NFL, uh, the NBA pl- finals, like it's really like, people. Some people are like, oh, I don't get nerves. Or like, yeah, NBA you've never finals, had twenty thousand people that telling you to fuck like, yourself, cursing on the line. at you, calling you every name in the book. Yeah, it's a, it's a world that most people 20. will never. Like, the feeling most people will never, you know, encounter in their lifetime. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they'll never be in that in that situation. Uh, but, but yeah, yeah no, we, we, I, I think we still, said box and five in the beginning. All right three of us. Box and uh, five. My, my NBA Finals pick still alive, thanks to Paul George. Yeah, we did. I don't. The Clippers. It is. It is. I mean, what percent chance uh, you give them to to win both games? And Kawhi's out for the series. Thirty-five like percent. Like I knew he would be. He's, he's out for the series. That's. I if I had to guess, I'd probably say. So if you give them a fifty percent chance in yeah. both games, odds wise, I'd give them a twenty-five percent. I'm giving chance. them. I'm giving them sixty-five, so you, seventy. So you give them, you're giving them a little maybe more. Maybe seventy-five percent chance next, at winning game six. Yeah, so I I I think it's about fifty fifty for Game Six, and I think Game Seven at home uh, yeah. for the Suns. I think that I would, also, I'd give like, them at about that a point, you're talking chance. about sixty sixty. Game Seven, I know so you come I, home, I'll but give, like that's a huge momentum swing. You're now second guessing yourself. You just lost, you know, two in a row, one at home. It's you know. It is. It is. But uh, but again, I, there's a lot of variables here with. Zubats being out, I th- I'm like, I'm scared great. of them without Zubats. Like, they they looked, they looked like, cause you, you just can't you just can't go you can't guard them. Morris playing the five, and they're gang rebounding. It's just 
me watching that, I'm like, these are just not good I matches. I think Paul George Granted, shot like 83% in the, the second half. shot the hell out of the ball last game. They shot the hell out of the ball. Not just Paul George. 83%, yes. And then Morris had like his best shooting. A lot of these guys were making shots. They they were just making shots. Like, uh, but that was aside from like Reggie I mean, I think that had to do with the, so, the freedom that the, the Zubak not being there opened up things, that space. Though, there, was, already, there was great ball movement. Uh, their penetration was there. They were kicking out to wide open shooters. Oh, yeah, definitely. It was, that, you know, that, I think that was like a, a trickle-down effect more than some... It, it was more... Yes, they, they shot the ball so... They, yes, they... Exactly. It's just, Aiton can't get out but there. They, they shot the ball so well Aiton's because they gave themselves such great he's opportunities. Like, he's like in between. Because of that, so, you know, if, that's the trickle-down effect. Yeah. Definitely. If I'm, if I'm Ty Lue, yeah. I'm not even... I'm just saying, dude, get ready for the finals. You're not playing this series. You're not... Zubats, you're not... And he's been good. Like, statistically, he's been good, but it, yeah. it just... I think he's there's averaged, no way he's like 13 and 11. There's no way he's better as a like rebounder, that. as a passer, as a. Yeah, and he is, and he is, and, and then Aiden and then Aiton's averaging like 18 and 14, like or 20. It's like Aiton's so much better, like at everything. So it's like, even though he's putting up they numbers, get one more year. it's a different game. Suns like, get one more year of Aiton on his rookie and deal, Aiden's right? Guard and Zubox. Like he can sign in. Yeah, but then it won't it won't go. I don't know. I yeah, wonder if they'll go into effect immediately. They might do it after because they got to deal with CP. They got to deal with bringing CP three back. They got to deal with. I don't know either. You know, That's... trying to upgrade that team, especially if they don't win. You know, they they're kind of, with CP three. They're kind of in a real prime position to be one of those teams that is like really great for two years and then they're just back to the basement of the NBA because they you know they lost their linchpin. No, I know, but I mean. The guy's 37 years old. How many how much time does he have left, you know? Well, they got they got some yeah. favorable I, I mean, contracts. I like Jay Crowder, like but Jay Crowder, I mean, on three years Jay Crowder is like a, a good piece on a title team. He's also a good piece on a bottom-of-the-barrel team. Like, Jay Crowder's not moving the needle to, to make you a title content. You know what I mean? Like, it's true. It's true. It's true. Well, it's well, moving the needle is the, the wrong Miami, phrase because he does move the needle. Right he does now. a they, lot of things that other people don't. You know, he's a fantastic defensive player. I know. That's what I'm saying. He's the, he's the perfect three and D guy. I don't know um, if there's a better three and D role player a, than you know, him in the Clearly, NBA. Chris Paul yeah. is the. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. But you're gonna I have to think, pay I'm Bridges. I'm just saying, ten million for him for what he does. Uh, he's worth Miles more Bridges. than ten million. Not Miles Bridges. Uh, Mikhail Bridges. Um, and even next year. Mikhail. I forgot who it was. Someone, uh, it was, yeah, it was yeah. uh, Carlin. Carlin and his lisp. If you know the big fat guy. Carlin, I forgot his first name. I actually, I don't mind him. He kept calling, he, he called, I'm betting, he was like, I'm betting Devin Booker 30 points, I'm betting this. And he said, I'm betting Michael Bridges over three I never threes. understand that. Like, people who just he like, called him in Michael. sports like, media never just mispronounce names. You know? Like have you never have you never read a name? Have you never watched yeah. the game? Like have you like yeah. there's there's so many ways where you can get the pronunciation right. Yeah, make, like, it makes it makes no it, sense. There's no e like Mikhail um, Peters, yeah. same uh, thing, same name. Moving on to other NBA stuff, we talked about point All guards right. possibly on the move this year or this summer. Um, well, Damian Lillard. Uh, we don't. We we've seen had a lot of conflicting reports. Um, Windhurst came out today and said that he's not seriously considering uh, a trade yet. Um, but 
we know how these things goes. Apparently, there was backlash over his desire to, to hire Chauncey Billups as the head coach, re-Chauncey Billups's accused rape uh, settlement in the in 1997, I think, maybe 98. Um, I know that. What I do know is that there was no criminal charges filed, but there was a rape kit done that apparently had some evidence of a potential rape. Um, yeah, of sexual. I don't. I don't want to misspeak, but it wasn't. Sexual. There was reason for suspicion of that part. Um, and yeah. That that's for sure. I think like even was, he admitted that much. Some um, sort of sexual intercourse, whether it's consensual or not. Yeah, yeah. I saw I saw I saw the a headline. I didn't read the article, but it said that the incident, like he said, like the incident helped propel. It was something about like how the incident helped him. So it's like kind of odd. It's like if it's consensual sex, like doesn't mean anything. But like, well, man, you, you know, you could, you could that could like, be in the sense of like, it, I, like that's kind of serious. just going that's through the ordeal of being accused of that, you know, and having to deal with that. Um, and what that does to you, you know, um, I think Derek Rose, yeah, I, I, yeah, you could, he was, just, yeah, he was yeah, in college, him and Ron Mercer. Um, but whatever, I there mean, was, was some young. backlash about that, that hiring because of that and Dame that, so that kind of fueled the rumors. Yeah. Well, he didn't yeah, know. Yeah. yeah. I heard he didn't know about that. Dame didn't know about that. And he got a lot of shit on Twitter for it. And then he was like, Dame's like, yeah, I, mean, I was he like, was, I mean, Lillard's I was like a what, 31? So he was, like, he was born was in 1990, on, so. 19, 1981, so, I mean, 1991, 1989, somewhere around there. Yeah. Um, I'm early 1990. I'm early 1990. But like, you, you know, he could, based on the time of year, based on the time of year, I don't know when his birthday is. He could be 89 or 90. So yeah, you know so what I mean? He was literally a child in elementary school. Correct. He was, yeah, he was eight or nine years old when that happened. But he was in elementary Seven years old, something like that. Um, so yeah, I mean, we always thought Dame was kind of a long shot to get traded yeah. just cause he, he's so loves Portland so much. And he's always been that guy that kind of wants to win there. He doesn't want to move around. He doesn't want to chase a ring. He doesn't want to leave the situation. He's kind of always been very openly ride or die Portland. And that's really commendable in, in today's NBA. But I mean, at some point, like Portland is, they're, they're about to go through a rebuild and they don't know it yet. You know, they're the wizards of, of last year. I feel like they don't they they haven't really like grasped it that that they can't win with the, they have no real way to upgrade their roster and the roster that they've run out there can't get it done you know it's just not a title team and they have no way to make it. really good team really good team um but they don't yeah they don't have they, they need to change really something too, and they don't they have the means can't. to change it correct yeah yeah if they were in the East, it would be a totally different situation. But they're in the West, Utah. and the Nuggets are better than them. The Lakers are going to be better than them. The Clippers Utah are better than too. them. I mean, um, who knows with the Pelicans in the future? We know the Mavericks are better than them. today, too, after that. Utah is definitely better than them. Um, so there's there's so many. Yeah, that's another. There's so, there's so many teams that are better than them. Sure, they can compete with them because of Dane. Yeah. But, and then you got we um, thought about the Warriors coming back know, next because year. Because of Dame all of a sudden, only, really. all of a sudden, and, the, the you know, I, Blazers I never are thought he was gonna on leave. paper. They're the sixth, seventh, eighth best team Warriors in the will West be at best. Than him. 
Yeah, the and the Warriors will be better. Um, and I never, th- I've, I've, so I, I think, um, I look at it a little differently. I think a certain fan sometimes are just like, he can't win, he can't win, he's not gonna win there. But is he happy? Is he very happy in Portland? And is does that happiness and him just living his day in life with his family, um, the fans, everything, he gets so much enjoyment that with him with that and being that guy that stays on that team and is loyal that that is his priority and that's what he loves and he does it in the city he wants to love to do that not that the championship isn't I agree more I important think... but for him to move his whole family and you know change his whole life essentially these guys change their whole life and and I always thought the case was he's generally happy in there but now I think the door is cracked open I think the the, the hiring it's marinating his head I think it's now becoming a bit of a possibility where I didn't think it was before Especially in another playoff loss, in, in general, I more, feel that know, fans neglect you. that, the the human up there life age. part of professional athletes in terms of them in free agency and trades and and wanting to leave and and move and it's just like if you you know when when money's not really an object like he's gonna make he's gonna make a max contract wherever he plays what yeah, yeah. money's not an object who what do you care in your everyday life like you want to be happy they're, yeah, they're normal people they're regular regular people too they they care about the same things you care about in life and you know the location of your house the neighborhood the the schools your kids go to what whatever your 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 friendships you know people you've uh become close with in the community uh your his co-workers you know obviously your teammates but they have so much interaction with coworkers at the arena. You know, security guys. They are they're good too. Uh, that you know help them out, or you know ushers, or ta- you know, co- you know video coordinators that you don't know about. You know, there's so many layers to people that aren't in the forefront and aren't in front of the camera that interact with these guys and help make them happy or help make them t- their time in that place comfortable. Yeah, it's it's you know it's stuff that you don't think about as a as a, a fan, you just think about, well, this team's better or this, it's sweet to live in New York or LA. It's like, well, yeah, it is, but it's also not sweet if you're uprooting your entire family, maybe, you know, after a place you've lived for 10 years, it's a little different, you know? So I, I think that, I, I think you're right on the money. Like, yeah. you know, Lillard was, he seemed like that guy that was just really content where he was in that community. And plus he's an Oakland guy. Like Portland is the, Outside of Golden State, Portland's the closest team to Oakland. I mean, I guess Sacramento, but fuck wants to live in Sacramento. Um, you know that that's kind of like where that's kind of his territory. You know, so uh, I don't know. You know, I mean, yeah. You think he'd want to play for the Warriors? I, I don't think so, but yeah, yeah. I think the Oakland thing would because I don't think he would the want to go like there, I don't think he would ever go to Brooklyn. The only reason you know what I mean? That. Like a similar situation. I don't exactly. I don't think he. The only other options are the Lakers and the Nets. I guess you no, could argue the Clippers because, like, either. I mean, if, if if you just added Damian Lillard to this Clippers team, I'm taking them over. I'm taking that roster over any team in the NBA. You know, if the, if obviously that can't happen, that's not how it would work. But if you were to do that, like that's the best roster in the NBA. That, yeah, that's better than the Nets roster. Um. So, you know, it, it's – I don't think he'll do that. I think he – if he does leave, he oh, would yeah. want to go to a place where he could he could be a competitor. That, that's why I think the East is probably better because I think he realizes that unless he goes to the Warriors, the Lakers, or the Clippers, he really doesn't have a chance in the West, you know? What, what Western Conference team is going to be a title contender next year that's going to not 
give up the farm to get him. No Western Conference team has those type of assets, you know. Not even like a team like New Orleans. You know, they even they would have to do like a sign and trade with Lonzo, but then you'd Lon, yeah. Lonzo doesn't want to go to fucking Portland. You know, Lonzo wants to go to New York, Chicago, L.A., Miami. You know, Boston. There's like five cities Lonzo would go to. Um, so I just don't I just don't see the means for him. The one, the desire, and two, the means for any Western Conference team to trade for him. Plus, why would Portland want to trade him to a? You know, they're going to trade him to the the a div- team in the division. Like I don't think so. You know. He would have to really request that that was the only place he wanted to go. And I think they will do him that honor. I think, you know, he's been so good to them. I think they will give him that that courtesy if he says, hey, these are the three teams I'm going to go. I, I, I will accept being traded to. If there's a deal on the table you like from one of those three teams, you have my permission to pull the trigger. But you don't have to force it, you know. You don't have to. I don't know. Yeah, if they so, didn't too. trade him, if they didn't, I think it would be a it would be a disaster for the organization. Oh yeah, you know if they sent him to fucking Minnesota no, for D'Angelo Russell and, give him and that. three like first round picks, you know, like something like that, like go. he would just it would be nightmare for him. Um, but yeah, what, I don't know. I mean, what do you what do you think the chances yeah. are he's traded? What, game one of the 2022-2023 season. Or 2021-2022 season. Game one of next season. What are the chances Damian Lillard's wearing a Trailblazers uniform? 25-30% he's traded? I, yeah, I would probably put it around that too. Um, say 25-30 that he's traded. And I, I never was really in the camp of him being traded, but like you, you yeah, mentioned... Yeah, like, a very interesting... Like the Philly Philly's package an, they could yeah. pony up... Um, you know, with Simmons and Thibault and Maxi and firsts really makes a lot of sense. And I think he fits perfectly with the city of Philadelphia. Like, he's a ride-or-die guy. That's how Philly is. Uh, yeah, I, I really think Philly, you know, intense. it hurts me as a, a Knicks fan it. to say that, but I think Philly's a Philadelphia really fans good option for him like from him. a basketball like he, standpoint, he, and I think it's a, they have the ability to give them a really nice package. I don't know, you know, Thibault, Ben Simmons, Thibault, yeah. and Tyrese Maxi and two first-round picks. I don't know a team that can that can realistically put up a better offer than that. Yeah, maybe stuff like that. But I mean, you're and then you look at it from Portland's standpoint. You're getting yeah, Ben Simmons. Like, let's, in, you know, ben Simmons struggle, but let's not act like know, Ben Simmons is a complete bum. You know, he's a he's a young all star point guard that still has a whole career ahead of him. You know, what is he? 20, 24, 25? Yeah, he's an all star. Yeah, exactly. And, if he's um, and Chauncey Billups is what a, what a per, more perfect coach to take on to get it ba- fixing Ben Simmons than Chauncey Billups to teach him how to be a true pro point guard, you know, a work ethic guy. I mean, Chauncey Billups, he was he struggled when he first got in the league. He worked to become what he was, you know. Chauncey Billups was considered a yeah. bust the first few years of his career until um, he till he really got to Detroit and showed out, you know. Yeah. So I think that would be a perfect guy to, to take on that, that role of for Ben Simmons. Um and then you're getting Maxi, who look who's looked great so far, and Thibault, fantastic defender, versatile player. Um, and then you're getting the picks too. You know, I, I just don't know what other team is going to give you give you that offer that would realistically make. Yeah, Maxi looks dynamic. Yeah, and then but then you turn you'd around and you, an you trade like, you'd become an CJ McCollum for something else. You know, you trade CJ McCollum for a young a young up and coming player. And a, and a pick, you know? 
Oh yeah. I think I think the Celtics. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, I don't think they have with uh, if they wanted to ship if they wanted to put Jalen Brown in there with um with like Jalen Brown with like Marcus Martin. You know if they. Because Dame would be fantastic in yeah, Boston. Yeah, that's the thing. You're, that's a would, real win you know, now give move. Him a and there's no way Portland player. does it without Jalen um, you know, Brown Jaylen's coming obviously back. younger. And... Of course, it's just, for me, it's, it would be great for Portland. It, and, and, and they could get Marcus Martin. Again, they'd improve their defense with Marcus Martin and him and uh, Jalen Brown. But... Um, you know, the Celtics have never made this move, really. They're always, other than Kemba Walker signing, they never they never traded for Anthony Davis. They never got to sign Kevin Durant. They never traded for Jimmy Butler. They never traded for DeMarcus Cousins. They and never Hayward's traded. They've been linked to every major Hayward's free agent or major and player that wanted Hayward to leave. Hayward, too. But Hayward, the I mean, they, he had the most specific and connection ever to that team, other than you know, Kemba, with Brad Steven. Which was like... Yeah, he's and not Hayward a bona fide also, superstar. And Hayward's also, like, a, at the time, was, like, a top 20 player at best. He's not... Yeah, yeah he's not a he, he's like, top he's 10 not, player in the NBA right now. A, you know, Gordon he's Hayward's never DeMarcus been He's not DeMarcus Cousins' prime. He's not Jimmy Butler. He's not AD, KD. So, so uh, They could put know, together a package. I, uh, that's, a, that's the thing, but, like... That's I mean, kind of what I, I was saying. Is like, like there's Celtics, teams but, that like, could do it. Like the Knicks it, could do I it too, but it would gut their roster. They, you know, and it, it's same with the Celtics. It's like you could, yeah, you could pair Jalen Brown and and three or four picks and Marcus Smart and Robert Williams yeah. and Romeo Langford. But then what do you have? You know, are you are you net net a, a better team? Are you a, a legitimate title contender? It would be a it would be like a fair trade where it's like, um, you know, you're usually you're getting, you know, for the whole you're yeah. getting less sums of sums of parts that well, don't add up. I think that's why I like the Philly trade because I think you're getting close to even, so you know you're getting ninety cents or more on a dollar, um, and the Sixers really aren't gutting their core. You know, the the main piece you're sending away is Ben Simmons, but you're replacing him with Damian Lillard, which is an obvious upgrade. You know, yes, you're giving away some your future couple of future picks and and a, a nice young player you just drafted but let's not act like Tyrese Maxey isn't completely replaceable you know in some form or fashion whether that be free agency or or the draft this year Tyrese Maxey I like him now yeah I wanted I, the Knicks to get call him, me crazy they, they though took. I think he's going to be special I think he's I think he's going to be special I do I think he's going to be I think, like, I'm not saying he's gonna be like a, you know, like a, I like, I think he could yeah. be, a, yeah. like an yeah, no, Philly, five or Philly six guy eventually. I think he's gonna be really good. I do, and they, have, but they have Shake Milton too, who's good. So they have they have two somewhat similar guys where, you know, it. But if I'm Philly, uh, how about this? percent chance, fifteen percent percent chance Simmons is on the roster. The only reason I think that's low. I think if they can get 80 cents in the dollar, they trade him. So you think he's gone? You think he's. My 15. I agree. I agree. Maybe maybe I'm a little high, 25, 30%, but like, I. 
You know, I I think they, no, they no, have no. to trade him. But he's away. got four years left in his deal. Like he they, doesn't that's have not his like, value. Oh, we wait a year and we can get out of this money. Like they got it. If they want out, they're they're stuck with him. You know, unless they trade him. Yeah. People are saying he's a, he's a jump shot away from being LeBron James esque, and I think there's some truth. I mean, in that. the guy doesn't even know what fucking uh, hand to shoot. Mentally, with. he needs literally to, like he's like he needs they have to no sharpen, idea like, what he needs it, to get it a lot might start shooting right handed. Like what? Yeah, that's not good. Good, whatever works. But it's just like objectively, it's like you, the guy. And I think he should shoot. We're talking about shooting woes, The guy literally doesn't even know what hand to shoot. I think he should have been shooting. We're starting from ultimate square one here. You know, so wait, I don't know what's in it. I would be yeah, very surprised. I think there's what... a lot of trade partners for Simmons. Um, but I think if they had their pick, they would they would make a deal with with the Blazers centered around Dame for for Simmons, you know, centered around those two guys. Um, and then I guess we'll talk briefly about Donovan Mitchell. A report came out today that Dwayne Wade is. Quite worried yeah, that, would, that, that Donovan really Mitchell nice. does not have any interest in staying with Utah long term. Go fucking figure. No one ever since Stockton and Malone has wanted to stay in Utah long term. I mean, the ultimate Utah boy, Gordon Hayward, wanted out as soon as he could. Um, so I, I think everyone kind of, you know, it's kind of like if, if Utah doesn't start winning titles, of yeah. course Donovan Mitchell wants out. You know, I, I don't know how long. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they were so good. They're never going to be probably better than they were this year, regular season-wise. This was their year. Not saying they can't be near as good or could make a further run they can, but this was really their year um, to do it. They were the one seed. They had pretty much all the pieces. We know there's some... Yeah, I'm, I'm, they say it's been Rudy patched Gobert up, the COVID but stuff. I don't the know the day, what their relationship is like. Up, I'd imagine it's, it's not great. Yeah, exactly. No, no chance. Yeah, I imagine it's manageable and it's it's professional, but I, mean, I don't think not much. There's not yeah, much hanging, hanging out to out do on the weekends. weekends in Utah. There's, there's so, not much going on there. Um, you know, you know, I I think. But it's yeah, definitely... I, I would be I would be stunned if Donovan Mitchell's not traded in the next two years. Um, no, there isn't. That's another thing. Utah seems like a boring ass. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, every NBA player like doesn't say very, the same uh, thing about you, and it be false. like racist you know, area when it comes to every the fans single and NBA such. player says. Yeah, yeah. Like Utah and Boston are two areas you hear that there's a lot of racial uh, things publicly said to the players. Those two in particular. So, like, I don't know. It's definitely another layer that probably doesn't like um and Dwayne Wade I think when they yeah, you know when they, they brought they, him that's on what, that was their goal. I don't think they were you know that's kind of trying to I don't be think they came more out and diverse said it, but I don't think they were necessarily hiding the fact that positive manner that was kind of part of the reason Dwayne Wade was brought on and I think he he accepted that you know I think he was he came into knowing that you know what I mean like he came in to try to bridge that gap between the, the team the players the community and and make it a more accepting uh, place um, yeah, I hope he can do that. You know, I, I, I've always liked Wade. I hope, you know, besides those four years he played with LeBron. Um, but I've always been a fan of Wade in all honesty. Yeah. Um, so I, I hope he, I hope he finds some success there, but I think he's, he's not stupid. You know, he, he was Donovan Mitchell at one point in his life and you know, that 
Dwayne Wade only stayed in Miami because that's yeah. where it they were able to make it work financially, you know, similar, between yeah. him and Bosch and LeBron playing together, you know. He would have gone to New York or Chicago or LA, wherever the Clippers, there was four or five teams in that 2010 uh, free agency that could have really made it work if they wanted to. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, Pat Riley came in and threw the rings down and, and got LeBron to con- convince LeBron and take a little less money um, to come down to Miami with Wade. So, you know, Dwayne Wade was a, you know, he was a conversation away from going to another team. And, and basically I'm saying is he knows the, he knows the thoughts that are going. Yeah. I mean, he very well could have, you know, they, he, he met with the Knicks. He met with the Bulls. He met with the Clippers. All of them did. All three of those I guys did. I thought he was did. going to Chicago. Um, it was just Miami was the one who made, made, made the moves first and made, freed up the cap space to do it. And they gave the last minute best pitch, you know? So my point is he knows what the thoughts that are going through Donovan Mitchell's head. He knows what he was thinking the year before free agency. He knows he was exploring all of those options. He knows all of the conversations he's having with his family. And he's not stupid. You know, he, he, he's not an idiot to see that every major star leaves Utah when they can, you know. Utah's a place that gets stars by trading for them it, or drafting them, you know. They don't sign them. Um, so he, he, I think he's right to be worried. And yeah. I think I think I also think there's nothing he can do about it, you know. I don't think there's any – if Mitchell makes it, I don't think he'll make it to free agency. I think Wade will have a conversation with – I mean, he'll make it to free agency eventually, but not with the Jazz. Yeah. Um, exactly. I think I think Wade will have a conversation okay. man-to-man with Mitchell at some point and say, listen, you know, we can try yeah, and get well, you where you want to go. They would trade but him and get at the end something. of the day, like, just let us know you're not going to resign and we'll, we'll have you shipped off. Exactly, exactly, and I think both sides will understand that. Um, so, yeah, we're not I expect that we're not to happen. Leaving, but, yeah. I mean, as a Knicks fan, not, I, hope, we're not I hope to hell he makes it to free agency, so we can not have to spend a billion dollars for him and just sign him outright, because he is a Knicks fan or he did grow up one. Um, but lastly, we'll talk about uh, the the trend that's taken over baseball: the new sticky stuff checks, and we have our first suspension of uh, pitcher Hector Santiago. Uh, who claimed he only had what just rosin and sweat on his hand, um, and he and he was uh, but he was banned for he was just, he was ejected from the game and then sus- subsequently suspended ten games. Yeah, based on the new rules, um, because of something in his glove, right? That's what they said that it, they found something in his glove, but it, it was just he claims it was just rosin. Yeah, I do, I do. I do. I don't think anyone's that stupid. Yeah, I think it was wrong. You know, like I, I really don't think anyone's that dumb. Believe him? I mean, if you said, I do. Maybe too. in October or November, like people are trying to, you know, advance yeah. in the playoffs, whatever. You like trying to risk it. Maybe I could get away with it, whatever. But like a week, two weeks into these new rules, where they've been like famously super strict, no one's that fucking stupid. I don't know. I think some people probably still are. I just feel like they wouldn't put it in their glove. They would find a, I don't know, find a, a loophole somewhere in it. I'd imagine that's where a lot of these guys are trying to do. Like, I know they're checking a lot of areas, but like, yeah, you know, like when they're checking the belt, they're not, you know, examining the, inter- you know what I mean? I feel like there are going to be some ways to possibly get around it. Um, 
I, yeah, I don't know. You'd, you'd have to be pretty dumb to do that, first of all. But if you're a pitcher that has having a career year and you have no confidence, you can't pitch yeah, without it. Yeah, I guess it, so. I like mean, you, I guess there's would, some like, have validity that behind that. I mean, I just don't know. Like, be in the big yeah, like you without how are you, it. Like, maybe you would. How are you it. really like? They're not policing it like incredible. Like they're like you said, they're not like really checking, checking. You know, getting down and how dirty. Much it helps. Yeah. So you know, and what's like? Because uh, if correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe spider tack is clear. Like it's a clear substance, it's every, right? It's, it's not, not like pine tar here. that's got like a brownish tint. So like what's preventing someone, a team that wears a, a dark colored hat, like a, a Red Sox or Yankees, you know, super dark so, yeah. navy, to just putting it on the back of their head and like right above the logo and just, you know, every MLB pitcher, any, spider tack, anything, you know, like maybe you're not doing it as much, like let's say you put a, a thimble for like the Like the rosin and the pine tar or like? Yeah, so maybe that's not the best, but you know, maybe on the side see, of your paint, like you, I'm pretty sure, like it, like it, like shimmers somewhere where it's like not, it's and like you know, normal. Like, maybe let's say normally, I, I, like I don't know how this is yours, like, but normally you're using like a thimble size, a thimble yeah, full amount. Maybe you're using a quarter of that now, and you're just getting like a little bit of thing, a little bit of tack where it's like it could be p- passed off as sweat mm-hmm. or or rot. You know what I mean? Like, not it's not the full effect. Um, but at the same time, like what. Do do these umps and players do they know what, these umps know what rosin sounds like? Yeah. I mean, the, the there's been a rosin yeah. bag on the mound for decades. They're allowed to use it. You know, I don't. Yeah, they they should really like in the off season. They should be like rosin and. You know, sweater okay, obviously, yeah. and like the, the exactly. I, I agree. I think you know what, shit, whatever it's called. Because I don't, I don't think that nothing is the answer. Like they should be able to differ, and like nothing literally, literally isn't. Like, you can use what the like, what, It's on the mound. No, I mean, I mean, and, and no, it's clear no. now that we put the pieces together when we were like, "What's going on?" Six no hitters in first two months. Like that's Probably not. That's not good. They baseball. probably will. We'll see. No, that's not. But like, I think like the hitters are gonna rake now. The hitters are gonna rake. And like, I like good pitching also. Yeah, no but hitting. like, I mean, and you've also got you've let, got let stars batting like, like two sixty. Let, let, let the boys know? hit like this. It, it was too out I mean, of control. Obviously, like, that's with the, with the no hitters. It was. Yes. Yeah, so it was some of that's was, kind of the the change in analytics, and you know, people are going home run or strikeout. You know, as more of a. Uh, I mean, you got Lindor bat strategy, if you will. Um, it's more of an acceptable strategy, I should say, but what's that? Just, I wonder how much it's affected the Yankees as a team. Just like the, the new era of clearly their foreign substance are being used and they rely on their hitting and their power hitting and their hitting and their power hitting both are not what it used to be. Because they're they're substantially worse. Like many players, you're saying are like the last two years worse. compared to like two or three um, years compared to before that. Other than like Judge, like pretty much. Yeah, like I mean, I, listen, Frazier, I think I think it's I think Torres. that goes for every team, but I think it, like you said, it's it's obviously going to be yeah, it's going to be noticed more because they're built that way. Exactly. Yeah, they're built to. That's how they win. You know, that's that's how they score. Um, more so, yeah, so I mean, with the Yankees, we'll see. I mean, though, because they, they are they've been scoring more runs lately over the last they don't, few weeks. Um, 
Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if we'll see if it comes to long term, you know, long term fruition. But I mean, there could be some. They have. They're in trouble. They're in big trouble. Um, but I, I don't know. The Yankees. The Yankees are on a four game losing streak, though. What do you what What do you think is more realistic, the division um, or the wild card? They're like I think they're like six and a half out of the wild card and seven and a half out of the division. I think they're fourth in the division. I think and the I think wild they card are, is more have three teams ahead of them in the wild more, card for the second one, or like two other teams. More, I think yeah, it's more Seattle, attainable. I don't Cleveland. I don't and then think whoever's in first than that. A, I don't like. I'm, I'm not worried about Cleveland, Seattle, and fucking whoever else is in front of us in the wild card. Like uh, uh, Tampa and Boston, I have confidence in. You know what I mean? Like. No, no, none of those teams ahead of us in the wild card, besides you know the AL East ones, worry well, me in any well, in any fashion. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, Tampa or Boston, one of those teams is definitely getting a wild card. It seems. And then the other the other wild card team, though, I agree with you on those. One, as much as I hate the Yankees, I agree they are, that they like, are they Cleveland um, and Seattle. The second wild card, I believe, is the A's, and they're a team that's a great yeah, regular season. They're just not. Yeah, but but the teams that you need to climb, I agree. A lot of them are like, like Seattle's ahead of us. Like Seattle's not going to finish yeah. higher than the Yankees. Like I'm pretty confident uh, in that. Um, like Cleveland is a is a good team, but like it's doable. Um, but like they're fourth right now. Like Jeff Passan said, it's realistic that they could finish fourth. I just I, I um, think that. Everyone in, knows. In like I don't it, think there's it, it any possible. way the Yankees are quiet Honestly, at the deadline this year. Whether I don't know if that means they're going to get field nice. another um, exactly. I don't think I don't know if that means they're going to get another starter. Whatever it is, I I just don't I don't envision jobs a, are on the a line. world where they're quiet at the deadline this year. I think they're going to make whether it's a cash couple of impact boom, moves. Whether I don't know. I would who it be is. I would be very surprised if they don't. If they have another one of those trade deadlines like they've had the last few years, where they make kind of those ancillary moves i mean i don't know i you know i they could go after someone like kettle Marte. they couldn't you know try and get that extra outfield bat um but i think they're i think they'll wait and see how they hit over the next month or two i i just think they've they've proven they've had the lineup the last three years and it's failed them in the playoffs they need to and i know their pitching staff has largely been really good this year um so but you still like, you know, if, if I'm if I'm the Yankee, if, if Scherzer's available, I trade anyone that's not named Jason Dominguez for him in our minor league system. You know, I I don't. It to me, it, you get it. I've said it before, but the Yankees passed on on Cole and Verlander. Well, they didn't pass on Cole. They actually gave the Pirates a better offer than the Astros did for Cole, and the Pirates took the lesser offer because they didn't want to trade him to the Yankees. Um, but fact is they let those two guys get away and then those two guys subsequently were the reason they got sent home those years in the playoffs so i think pitching is what needs to be the focus no matter how i don't care if our fifth starters on pace to win 20 games i would i would make a i would go all in for a pitcher like scherzer or a really stud starting pitcher over a really stud outfielder um or bat you know um if we're That's what I'm saying. There's, 
And we don't even know if Scherzer's going to be available. Yeah, you know, I don't, that's I don't see like it's not a, even a surefire uh, thing. There's no like so, de facto two really, or th- like there's like there's a they have some decent yeah. pitchers. Like they that, some, it'll like, be real. That's another thing that like over the next thirty because what's I think July thirtieth is the trade deadline. Point, not. Because um, the Nats are only three so, games back of the Mets. Yeah, it's, like they're whatever. Coming it's on around strong. the end of July. Uh, this, so I, I, that's another thing. You know, it's kind of it's going to be – the next month is going to be so important for so many of those teams. Usually it's July 30th, yeah. Exactly, yeah. It may not be uh, the Yankees or another team's decision. If they're in the thick of it, like if they're three games out, if they hold their position, they're not trading him. Yeah. Because we know, especially with how they've won the World Series coming on so late after being one of the worst teams to start off and then catching fire with that starting rotation. Um, yeah. And Corbin hasn't been good, and their pitching has been really good. And Strasburg is injured again. Back. So there is potential on this team, and we've seen them do it before, unfortunately. So, But, I, you know, it's like uh, Severino, he had the, he had the hiccup. So you like like the way I look at it. I don't know about you. The way I look at it with like the Mets with Carrasco and Syndergaard, they just can't come back. To me, I don't expect them to come back at this point. If they come back, it's a bonus. Like Carrasco, yeah, like, <laughs> it doesn't seem like it should. I don't know what's going on. Like this guy defeats cancer, kicks cancer's ass, and like he's working yeah, on like four months of the hamstring. I don't understand. Don't match it. up. Hats off to him about that also. But like the hamstring, like shouldn't be as hard as cancer. I don't know what's what's going on here. Like. It's it's just so odd, and he's 34, so he's not young. And I know the hamstring is very nagging when you try to come back too early. It only hinders you and puts you back longer. But like that's the way I look at it. Like playoffs, maybe. Yeah, I mean, but, listen, like, at I this point, you know, I'm not I'm, expecting. I don't know if that's the how you Severino, look at Severino thing was like a completely like different injury. These long you know, he's coming back from Tommy so John. So many things can go wrong, wrong, just not the injury like we saw with Severino. Um, so I guess I'd rather have that than a re. Like I'd rather him have a, ha- a groin injury rehabbing from Tommy John. Oh, I know. That's them what I'm saying. saying oh, his elbow's like... a little sore. You know, he's going to be another month back because his elbow's a little sore. I don't want to hear that. But, uh, you know, to me, it's just like, oh, well, that's an unlucky injury, you know. So, uh, listen, I, I expect Severino back yeah. by August, I think, is when the timeline is, another three three weeks or so. Um, and I expect him to be good. I expect he's coming back off Tommy John. Everything that we heard up until that was he looked fantastic. Yes. I expect I expect him to return to form. Not I'm not saying right away. I'm not saying he's going to come out and you know you have a three point one ERA and and go six and two the so. rest of the year. But I expect him to be in. I expect him to be in his top tier form. By the time the playoffs come around, exactly. By by the time October comes around, I expect him to be in form. Um, and then you know, listen, form if Severino is in form. He's nasty. He's nasty. He's a, well, one the of the best number two, twos in the league. If he's in in his 2018 form, you know. So I, I hope for that. But and then you got Kluber coming back. Kluber's another one that I just all I care about is just get healthy for the playoffs because he he knows how to pitch in the playoffs. He's an experienced playoff pitcher. He's had success. I all I care about is get get into the playoffs and then have these guys healthy. Because if you can have, you know, uh, Cole Severino, uh, Kluber, and then you know pick pick a fourth guy whoever's pitching the best out of the next three or four guys in that rotation. So be it, you know. I, if he's health, that's what I'm saying. I, I don't, 
I don't know when he's when he'll be. He's on the sixty wow, day DL, so Uber might not come back until September. Yeah. Oh, we knew it'd be a while. I'm just I'm just reading up on these guys. Like I like Tavino just started throwing Saturday, and they said some yeah. point early in the second half of the year, Bluber, uh, they he may not rejoin until September. That's not a good sign for someone that's 35. And and Kluber was great. He um he's been able to play catch. He hasn't returned we, to the yeah, mound. We always knew that. And maybe Kluber's and maybe Kluber's great. that that guy who's be the long relief out of the bullpen. Back, you know, but, um, maybe he. I mean, he comes you know, in. Sure you know, every, it's a game that Debbie comes in. Debbie starts and he pitches three or four innings, and then Kluber gets the next three innings. You know, maybe it's a situation like that where you I mean, we've had plenty of starting pitchers do that, especially yeah. older age ones. Musina did it late in his career uh, with us, so. I I think there's a place for him no matter what, just because of his playoff experience. Yeah, exactly. Um, so well, you know, I think overall, I think the Yankees are gonna make a move at the deadline. I think they're gonna make a big move or moves. There's definitely and, a place for him if he's if he's healthy and uh, pitching well. What does he do for me this year? You know what I mean? Like, it's not like Story's having some fantastic year. One, he's been hurt. Two, what about Trevor he's Story? having the worst year of his career in the last like four years. Play it for power. He's not having that great of a year, was he? He's been like 270 or something, 275. He's still having a really good year, though. Yeah, but they don't fight. He's not going to steal a base if he only gets sent. He's, he's uh, well, the thing is, his, his, he steals bases. Like How many they games? Need, they need, he's, he's, only played, so he's only played, what, like 30 or 40 he's batting, games? 35, 40 games? He's batting 255, 9 homers, 34 RBIs, 14 steals, but he did miss time. Yeah, 35. I mean, so, that's, that's on pace. What? Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, he's still I mean, I hope, power. but, like, you know, what, still that's, a, that's a hole, and you know? I, I that's, mean, that's a lot to He's a really good give. defender. He's way better than yeah, Glaber. That's a lot to and give he up for bases. Guys. And he, he's going to be better than he was. Yeah, that's... It's definitely a hole. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, listen. I'm but not saying that the need, offense is a problem. I'm just saying I would probably, if I had to spend my or someone that's stealing bases, like you need someone, like because they just can't manufacture runs. Yeah. That's, I know. It's just the that's the issue is though. Even the best Yankee teams we've seen have struggled to score runs in the playoffs. So why am I going to think this Yankee team that's struggling, if they make the playoffs, is going to excel? Because the pitching gets better. It's harder to hit home runs. We know that. So a team that's struggling to hit home runs, that's normally very good at hitting hitting home runs, is hard to believe that they're going to do better than ever in the playoffs, especially when they don't have really guys to move them around the bases. They don't have guys I mean, to steal bases. Like Gardner a, a couple years ago used to steal bases. He doesn't it's anymore. Like Frazier is capable of it. He needs to be stealing. Yeah, it's absolutely Labor, when he's on, um, he needs to try to steal That's why I said I wouldn't more. be surprised if there's a couple of um, splashes. And they don't have the personnel. It's very unlike Cashman to kind of. They don't have the personnel. He's so close. He plays everything so close to the chest, you know. Um, but he's been very vocal this year about the struggles, and he's been very vocal about the possibility of making serious moves at the deadline, you know. And he doesn't ever do that ever. Um, Is there any I mean, significant player on the team that would that be you, such a it's such out? a uh, deal by deal 
situation for me. Like I'm not. There's no one under this like yeah, get him out of here on the forty man roster for whatever you know. It's such a. Yeah, no. But is there someone? Is there someone in particular that you're like? I can. I'm. I'm. I'm Tyler Wade. I'm done with you. Like whether it's Frazier <laughs> or whether Hicks. it's. Um, I would trade Tyler Wade for a fucking bag know, of peanuts if they put like some that. salt like, on him. I honestly think. I honestly think. Well, Tyler Wade is worth a bag of peanuts, but I honestly think. Yeah, I mean, I honestly think I know Sanchez is raking, but I think I think trading Sanchez at the deadline, uh, either this or next year, is not that dumb a move because he did homer again he's tonight. Going to be thirty he when did he homer gets free agency. Tonight. You're going to have to pay him. Yeah, you're going to have to pay him big bucks. Um, Sanchez, we know Sanchez has been terrible the last few years. He's been yeah. terrible. I mean, and defensively, the do have. What? They have two really solid catching prospects coming and in, Austin Wells and, that, and that Anthony, increases Anthony Sigler. Value. Austin he Wells, like he they was drafted the year after Anthony Sigler, and he's and shot up our rankings. I think, I think he's like the, get... the sixth or seventh ranked prospect in our in our system right now. But even that, his his projected time is twenty twenty three. So I wouldn't. I would be totally fine with Sanchez. You know, a Sanchez move next this off season. Traded out. Because people, people want it because he's a free agent after next year. People want to trade people when they have no value, and people don't want to trade them when they have high value. It's like stocks and anything with value. Like people are like, oh, I don't want to see this thing. It doesn't, it's awful. Like, yeah. You don't get value yeah. for it. Well, that's what Sanchez I said. Has I, I would be, I would be much more comfortable trading Sanchez. Like, when those this prospects off-season. are near coming Whereas up, you figure not, like, both of them won't hit. I mean, one he's of them having a good though. year. One of them like, should we're hit. still, that's the way. I don't think anyone, any Yankee fan or anyone in the Yankee organization is thinking oh, okay. that this team shouldn't compete for a World Series this year. Like, no one's giving up on this this year as a World Series team, you know? Whether. I do. I think. I think. I mean, he's been so good lately. He's going to be an all star. He's going to be an all star this year, you know? So you think that's giving up in a sense? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Maybe yeah, you, you have do to hope, but I mean, you know, he's cause, been um, doing it for a full half a year now. And you're just hoping that he continues to have a good year, though, because if he, he, if he falls apart again, then it, and his value Sanchez goes lower. Sanchez of 2017 because, um, from now until then, you know. But you, but regardless, you don't. I want, do. when he's 30 I years do. old. You don't want to give him four years, 80 million. But still, you know how catchers deteriorate, and yeah, you can't. I, you can't I think, and, well, and, and, I think. And if you put him at DH, who knows if Stanton is still there? You don't like the Yankees. Always seem like they need multiple. That's the DHs. timeline like, it is right now. Like they have these guys that like. Who knows with Judge at that for point? Sanchez? Who knows if Judge's health is going? If yeah, he's going to be an everyday that's fielder, that's probably you, about you know, what it, um, it's, But um, I think that the Yankees have. I don't know I mean, what the listen, contract would be. Sanchez off the top of my head, I would think Cashman has always been good with kind of realizing what's coming up in the farm yeah that's and, what i would you guess. know letting guys go and and trading guys away you know when they're when there's someone ready to go below them and it, right now it's it's basically lined up for one of those two prospects to be ready to take over that job when sanchez is a free agent so it wouldn't surprise me to see them you know maybe they have a stopgap year of someone that you know they they sign a, a middle of the road catch free agent catcher for one year 
and just to kind of you know yeah. a guy who's good defensively and can hit can hit 240 and you know be competent um you know and, and then they bring up you know wells or, or sigler um and let sanchez walker trade him there's nothing you know, wrong but with that yeah i don't know i think there's there's a lot of options there i just you know Overall, the Yankees are in a tough spot now, and they really need to shake things up. Uh, I don't know what that means, but they need to do something, and it's it, they can't if they don't turn it around by the All Star break. If there's not a marketable improvement by the All Star or should I say the deadline, um, I think they need to make moves regardless. I don't I don't care if the Yankees win. You know, they go twenty and five in the next twenty five games. Like, I think they still need to make moves at the deadline, serious moves. Um, but you know. It, It'll. It, there's. You're right. Heads are on the chopping block this year. Um, I, I, if the Yankees don't make the World Series, yeah. I would be stunned if Aaron Boone is not fired. Stunned, because people will be calling. The fans will be calling for his head if they don't make the World Series. This team. This team came into the year on paper, should have walked into the World Series in this American League. And that's looking like more likely and, the. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I would say, I mean, yeah, your playoff chances are 40. Your, your chances of making right the World now. Series are being that what, 10? Michael K you know? said that uh, I believe their playoff chances are down to 40% yeah. right okay. now. Okay. There you go. Exactly. Um, yeah, so I uh, listen. I think I think making I think the World Series a is ago, the fans I, are going to be pissed the if, World if they don't win the World Series. It doesn't matter what we are at this. We, we could be twenty games under five hundred with this roster. The fans are going to be pissed if a World Series isn't won. I think you can't sit if you don't even make the World Series. We said at the beginning of the year, if you don't make, you can you can stomach not winning the World Series. Make not even making the World Series with this roster is unacceptable. Unacceptable. Yeah, it's unacceptable. Um, and especially if Cashman makes moves at the deadline. If Cashman makes moves at the deadline. many years in a row now. I mean, they haven't done it. They haven't made the playoffs. The, the World Series, I believe, in this would be the 12th year. So how about this now? What if Cashman makes a really, really dumb trade, whether it's giving up prospects, whether it's someone... Another uh, starting pitcher that no, busts like Sonny Gray and Lance Lynn or all these Cashman other guys. Will ever lose what if he or if he doesn't do anything? Listen, I'm a, he a just, lot like, of it's clearly fans like to blame Brian Is Cashman. I'm not one of those people job? because if Brian Brian Cashman is the type of GM that if he was let go so by the Yankees the next day, I don't think so multiple either. teams would be willing to fire their GM to hire Brian Cashman. He would have an offer from about 25 teams in the major leagues. Who's going to replace – who are you going to replace Brian Cashman with? It's like, the head, it's like the head coaching thing. It's like you want to fire the head coach to fire the head coach. Yeah. All right. I mean, you, listen, I've had this argument like, with you before, but like, like you could – Like Chauncey Bullops, I wish him well, but like be a better coach than – Trey Young's out. Uh, than Terry Stotts. Damn. The answer um, – you can make an I argument Brian Cashman is the most successful not. GM in the history of sports. If you're talking about everything combined, winning percentages, well, Young's they're never bad. Way. Like, they're never awful. Exactly. You know, they're, they're bad years. They win 85 games, you know. Um, it's just, you know, and, you know, five, multiple World Series titles. It's just, it go, the list goes on and on. So, it, it just, I'm not a guy that, sure, is Brian Cashman perfect? Of course not. Um, does Has he yeah. made mistakes? Of course. Has he also pulled insane moves out of his ass? Absolutely. 
You know, you got to look at both sides. But the fact remains, if Brian Cashman was fired by the Yankees tomorrow, um, it, there would be 25 teams in Major League Baseball that would fire their GM to hire Brian Cashman. Minimum 25. He would have, he would have an offer from everyone. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I give them, I give them, I would say there's like a 15% chance Cashman gets fired. I would say there's like, granted, if they don't, make the world series yeah, so i mean i think there's they, like if they don't 50 i don't think 60 i don't chance boone's gone i'm not even one percent chance brian cashman gets fired if they don't i don't if they don't make the playoffs i don't think brian cashman gets fired if they don't make the playoffs for the next two years i don't think brian cashman gets fired i think he's ingrained as ingrained can be in that franchise i think i think basically george was like you know if you fucking fire this guy like i'm gonna come back from the dead and cut your throat you know, I think he, he's about as close to an owner as you can be without being an owner in yeah. Major League Baseball. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I don't think there's any world where Brian Cashman gets fired. Yeah, he has a lot of pull. Um, you know, he would have to voluntarily walk away from, you know, the all the hate he's receiving or he's just tired of, you know, dealing with it, whatever. But I don't think there's any world where I have no idea. To be honest, uh, he's got he? he's got college age kids. Um, doesn't, he doesn't look old. I think his daughter's like. Yeah, yeah, I, I would say 50, probably, probably somewhere 50, around there. Um, but who knows? Um, but I think that's gonna do it for our episode this week. Um, a little bit of a long one, but it was all good talk. Um, be sure to check out the website bleacherfan.com and bleacherfan and bleacherfan sports across all socials. Give us a follow. Uh, hit rate and subscribe on this podcast and uh, check out the store get some cool merch and um, we'll be back next week